Imagine a football platform where the world's best writers give you the real story about what's going on at United. Imagine no pop-up ads, no clickbait headlines and no ridiculous rumours to be let down by. You don't need to imagine anymore. Meet The Athletic. No ads, no nonsense, just football. Visit theathletic.co.uk forward slash United We Stand to start your 30-day free trial and get 50% off your annual subscription. The Athletic, the new home of football writing. Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. It's nearly midnight and I'm in Southampton walking past uh, several nightclubs and uh, a gentleman's club called Wiggle where there are girls outside asking if they can work tomorrow. It's a busy Friday night in Southampton. The cenotaph is absolutely beautiful here. There's a memorial opposite to the people who lost their lives uh, when the Titanic went down. 500 crew which lived here, actually. 500 crew lived here? Yeah. So that, yeah. that sort of expert knowledge comes from Clive. Cool. He's a lifelong Southampton fan. I've known him for a long, long time. Used to run the fanzine, The Ugly Inside. Uh, they were the two main Southampton firms in the 70s and 80s and Clive used to run coaches to a lot of Southampton games even like when they played in the UEFA Cup in 82 and the club didn't run any trips to Sweden Clive would run a bus which went Southampton to you tell us, welcome to United We Stand Thank you, thank you Andy Um, Yeah, Southampton to Sheerness Sheerness to Blissingen in Holland drove through Holland and Germany then the other side from Lübeck into Sweden and then 300 miles to Norcoppin, arriving in five o'clock in the morning and then getting kicked out of the hotel because the club didn't like us staying in the same hotel as they had booked, but we'd booked it first, so... Clive's taken me around Southampton tonight and he took me to the old Dell and I went there a lot of times in Manchester United. It was the, the tightest, most characterful ground. It only held 15,000. In the end, I saw some awful games there, the, the grey shirts the six spring and some top wins I remember Dion Dublin scoring one of the first games of the 92-93 season I was under the hammer phone yes, yeah and and now it's it's housing and I'm staying in the Winston opposite which was a famous old away pub and now it, it's a pub and got some accommodation upstairs because I thought I'd come down here the night before because it's an early game tomorrow and I'm I'm heading on. I've got six cities in six days. I'm going to Roma Lazio on Sunday. By the time you listen to this, I may no longer be here because I've got to meet Lazio's ultras. And, uh, well, they want to meet me at 1.30 in the morning, so that should be interesting ahead of the derby. And what I didn't expect was that Chris Smalling was going to go to Roma, so I think I'm going to meet Chris in Roma on, on Monday morning then go up to Milan to meet another football player who was very, 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 very good and speak to him. So, um, Southampton, uh, we've gone past Wiggle. We're not going in Wiggle then, no, the gentleman's club. No. no. So we're in the student area now. Coming up to it, this is Spoons, which will be very busy match day tomorrow. Right. Um, and, and it'll be open early, I guess. Do you because miss... obviously being an early kickoff, it's a pain in the ass, isn't it? Of course. Do you miss you the Dell? Massively. Massively. The atmosphere, the, the closeness of the place. You know, and, and it's just, I don't know, it's family, it's part of your family. And the new really. ground, though, it's in a good location, isn't it? It's yeah, it's great that it's in the city because it keeps all the the pubs going, you know, and it, it keeps everybody in the city on match day. We, were, we could have faced 
a stadium out by the airport, which would have been a bit like, I don't know, maybe Brighton or Bolton, that sort of thing, which would have been an absolute pain in the ass to get to. So, you know, match day, yeah, you can, you can find some pubs there, local to the stadium, and there's an atmosphere. I should congratulate you on winning the Champions League for 2019 in Madrid, having beat Tottenham Hotspur with uh, Virgil van Dijk and Sado Mane and half the team came from it. That must piss you off. Oh, massively, massively. Liverpool have stolen our football team, to be honest. There is, and, and, and you know, I know you guys hate, hate Liverpool, but there's a massive hatred for Liverpool here because of what they did. And it hurts, it really hurts because you, a really decent team's been ripped away Yes, you can say it's the club's fault for selling them, but it's a bit rude to take half the team. You and your key you, players, your best your players. Your key players, key players, yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, and people wonder why we boo Lalana and they say, well, because he kissed the badge and he gave it all that Billy Big Bollocks about, you know, I love the club and all that. Next thing you know, he's playing for Liverpool and telling, me, telling everyone he's a Bournemouth supporter. Not great. I noticed that you've been drawn with Portsmouth <laughs> in the League Cup. They, yeah. They're your biggest rivals. Yeah. Because Bournemouth are nothing. Bournemouth are 4,500 hardcore. The rest yeah. of them are yeah. Premier League fans. Yeah, fair play to Bournemouth for what they've done. Oh, yeah, but, football-wise. But, but, you know, but football-wise, Pompey and Saints is the South Coast derby. And, yeah, it's, it's got everybody fired up here. It's got everybody fired up down there, of course. They're firing cannons. And, yeah, it, it, it's, it's going to be one hell of a night. It's and looking forward to it I guess it's going to be a bubble sadly we're going to we're going to be bust down there I reckon so it's a bit sanitised but it'll still be fiery on the night and if it wasn't a bubble if it wasn't a bubble it probably would there'd, yeah there'd be some casualties you've uh, you've travelled away a long time you went away with England you're in the World Cup in 82 in 86 you went to Mexico yeah you were in Monterey in Monterey 90 in, in, 90 in Italy, Italy. Yeah. wow yeah, amazing times. I, I, I feel sorry for the kids today because they're just not experiencing that sort of amazing away games and amazing experiences. Of, you know, yeah, you could go with your club and, and if you ever get the chance, because when we qualified four years ago, I, I thought, you know, you've got to go. You've got to go to every game, and I did, thankfully. I, I got lucky with the tickets. Uh, and I went to Israel, went to Prague, went to it Italy, where we took 7,000 to the San Siro. What an amazing experience that is, by the way, for, for a club like Southampton, you know. But actually, the most enjoyable trip of the lot was, was Israel, because there was only 400 of us, and that gets a bit personal then. And, and it, it's, yeah, fantastic. The Europa League draw was earlier today, and maybe it'll only be 400. If we're lucky in Astana... I'm sure some of the United fans based in Mongolia and, and Russia... <laughs> I'm not, be a few. I'm, I'm be not joking. There'll These people some. exist. Yeah. We'll go there. But I, I just looked for flights to Astana. But those, those are the difficult. games, Andy. Those are oh, the games. brilliant. You know, if you're there, mate, it is... You know, it's top banana. It, I've it's got just... A, you, can't, you can't put a price on those games. You've just got to be there. Well, I can because it's £962. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. No, I've got to go to, to do a job in Japan the week before a derby game because there's a lot of Spanish players playing in Osa uh, Kobe and Osaka I'm trying to look at coming back via Astana and uh, it's difficult it's really really difficult because yeah, yeah. it's obviously yeah. a difficult place just get to get lads. Just what get sort there. of shape are Southampton in at the moment I, I saw a little bit of your game against Liverpool and you yeah. seem to play very well but you, you lost 
yeah, disappointing to lose, obviously, to Liverpool. But, you know, we, we, we were well in it. It was a strange game. We should, have, we should have scored first half. We should have been ahead in the game. But then also look on the other side that in the first 20 minutes of the second half, they should have put us to bed. Um, and then a bit of a freak goal to come back into it. But, but then Brighton, you know, is, is a decent performance down at Brighton. And, and given Brighton's start, that was a very good, very good result for us. And much needed, of course. Where do you think you'll finish this season? I'm hoping for round about 12th. 12th. You know, if, 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 we, can, if we can keep the, the main players fit, it's like everybody else, isn't it, really? What time did the pubs close in Southampton, by the way? Um, We've got time. We've got time. We've got time. How would you describe your city to somebody from listening to this in Manchester or Dublin or London or Sydney or Perth, because we've got a lot of people who listen in Perth, Australia. Hello to you all. And they might not have been to Southampton and it's a city of a quarter of a million people and the Titanic left here and it's it's a huge... Yeah. It's a big port, isn't it? It's, in- it's, it's, it's the cruise capital of Europe, yeah. And not Barcelona? Not Barcelona, no, 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 Southampton. Yeah, OK. Yeah, yeah. so we, we have won the European Cup, there you go. And, no, it's a, it's a friendly city, it's, it's cosy. Sadly, everyone knows everybody else's business. A bit like Norwich, I think. I, I've compared that earlier tonight, haven't we? We said that. It's a regional team. Are you saying that your city's inbred? No, no. <laughs> is it a good place? Is it on its, it's, it's doing well? It's okay, yeah. yeah. I, I think the, 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 they've developed uh, something called Westkey 2 here, which is part of the shopping centre, and it's kind of brought the city to life a little bit. We're a little bit behind, you know, I've seen... I can remember going to places like Birmingham and Manchester when I was a kid, and it was a bit grim, to be fair. And they've done... Those sort of cities have done fantastically well. And I think we've been a, a long way behind them, in terms of our development, but we're getting there now. When you go to Old Trafford as a kid, you yeah. take the long journey, what was it like as a Southampton fan? There were several times where you had a far better team than Manchester United. It was daunting. Did you, was you going to get your head kicked in was the first thing, was it? to be fair. Yeah, when I was sort of in the 70s, yeah, because it was that time, and, and fair and enough. And would you take was... a firm up there in the 70s, Southampton? I can honestly say not really. No? Not really. But in the cup, so yes. You, so you're going up there thinking we might get battered. We might get battered. And Close, you mentioned the You cup. go to places like Sheffield United, you get battered, you know. So it was every week. And you, yeah. you mentioned the cup. Yeah. The 1976 FA Cup final. Is that the greatest moment of your footballing life? It's the only major trophy Southampton have won, unfortunately. It came against Manchester United. It was very special. The Queen was there, bless her. You know, so she, she knew what was going on. No, it was... Oh, it was a strange day and, and you just thought, you know, we were so much the underdogs, you, you just couldn't, couldn't believe it. I know they said about like Wigan and City and things like that, but I think it was bigger than that, I think, because United were, were on the up. They were a lively team with forwards that you'd think were frightened the bloody life out of our old defenders because we did have some seriously old defenders, but at the end, you know, experience won the day that day. It, it, it was about staying in the game because the first 20 minutes she did batter us, without a doubt. But we stayed in the game. Were you there? Yeah. Where yeah. were you? It was right in the centre, a tunnel end, right in the centre, looking straight down. So, yeah, I had a fantastic day. What were you singing that day? I'm not, Bob- I'm, not, I'm not asking you to sing. <laughs> Viva Bobby Stokes, I think. <laughs> it was offside. <laughs> uh, and 
your most famous song is oh when the saints go marching in is that now is that the one that people still sing it's the one that people sing but i've got to admit i hate the version because it's very slow and it's a bit like it's very much like tottenham the way they sing it and i just think that oh when the saints should be something that gets your heart beating it gets the team so thumping it's too slow, it's too slow. you know at the dow it would be thumping people would bang the seats because it was wooden seats they bang the seats and you could visibly see the team lifted I just think now it's just like a bloody funeral march. Where are the flowers? Whereas you know? at Old Trafford, we've got a problem because they can't sing the songs at the normal speed. They sing them too fast. Too fast, OK. You need to mix you up in a bag, don't we? And then you get the perfect... Yeah, there you go. There you go. How are you feeling finally ahead of the game against Manchester United? Are you confident? No. What do you think of Manchester United? Transition, isn't it? Yeah. It's a massive transition and... I don't know what's coming tomorrow. I honestly couldn't couldn't tell you. Me neither. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if we won three one or lost three one. No, but all, all I would say you've you've got Martial out. We've got Nathan Redmond out. I think, he's your best player. I think Nathan is our best player. You know, I think he's he's, he's um, very very dangerous. So I'm disappointed with that. Uh, but Che Adams, you know, he's got to make his mark soon. I think he's a decent signing. He's hungry. A bit disappointing that Musa um, Dinepro, who scored a wonderful goal at Brighton next week, is also injured. So, I don't know what's coming tomorrow. I think Shane Long will be in. I think uh, possibly, possibly Ingsy starting Danny Ings. So, difficult to say what's going to happen tomorrow. Ings came from here, didn't he? Ings can he only did. get better. Ings can only get better. Actually, he, uh... to be fair to Ingsy... Uh, Do you know he's, him? Yes. Nice picked, lad. Well, no, I've picked him up in... I work as a chauffeur and he is a down-to-earth, complete, normal guy, a proper football person. Who's good at football. Who's good at football and, you know, I sad that he's had all these injuries because yeah. I think he he's a super... He looked good at Burnley, didn't he? Yeah, he he's a super lad. And he's, the one thing he said to me, he said um, he, he was involved with a t local team called Netley and he said, one thing I want to do when, when I get sorted is get these guys some floodlights, you know, which is just... Yeah. I know that sounds a bit soft. No, it's good. I like that. But you're doing something for local football, and that, and that is that is quite important. Maybe people don't know listening to this, but Marcus Rojo did that in his barrio in Argentina. I realise people listening will be thinking Rojo's dead to them, but I've been to see his family there, and he's from a very poor part of La Plata. And he's built the ground, he's put the sprinkler system in there, and... I suppose he can afford to, but you, you don't have to do it. It's no, you don't money. have to do it. You don't have to do it. I think Maya Yoshida has donated one percent of his wages as well to the, to the Saints Foundation, which oh, supports but, local right. charities, and, and and so that's again, it's a little gesture, but it's something that perhaps you know people across football need to do. And Leticia is the god here, is he? A massively, yeah. Still, yeah. Main man, yeah. Francis Benali. Francis Benali and does all and the marathons, doesn't he? Incredible marathon. Got down to Southampton it's two hours before kickoff on a Saturday morning, and it's a nice day and it's a, a huge game. The United fans are starting to arrive. You've driven down? Yeah, driven down Andy this morning. Yeah, uh, from obviously well, you know where I live, just at River Valley, Simon Whittle. And and you came um, having watched the under 23s last night, and you go to a lot of the 23s. Yeah, I go to, go to most of them quite often. Yeah. And they've been doing well. Well, they started well. They played the three games in the league without conceding. They won at Rotherham. Last night they played West Ham again, who were, had never been beaten. Uh, a cracking game, two apiece. 
first half, United dominated. The, the country did a bit of a sloppy goal. The second half, West Ham were on top, but United came back with young Ramzani scoring. Who have been the best players for the 23s? But everybody's mentioning Garner. Well, yeah, Garner just stands out in midfield. But he, he, the problem is he's 17, playing centre midfield. Obviously, Gomez, Chong, but they're the two standout players. Brandon Williams at left back. I like Deshaun Bernard and Ethan Laird at the back as well. Two big, strong lads. And there's good players in the 18s as well. Well, yeah. So, so, well, yeah. Some of them are playing above the level. Oh, no, the hell of a lot are playing above the level. And there's these young, uh, sorry, I don't want to call them foreigners, but lads coming in from Holland, yeah. France, 15, 16, you know. So on the bench last night, there were lads who were how old? Uh, uh, I think there were two 16-year-olds, Ugen, Ugen Wharf, and I can't pronounce the other lad's name. Playing 23 football. <laughs> yeah. And the new under-manager, Neil Wood, he's a Stratford lad, isn't well, he? Well, yeah, well, I remember Neil when he played for yeah. the, uh, in the reserves. Yeah. And I, I find it strange that he's playing this type of football. Because I remember what, what he, the way he played football. It was like a you know, big, solid, strong lad, all hustle and bustle and muscle. Whereas this is all, you know, crisp passing, movement, triangles, creating space, etc. Something that we're not used to. There's been a lot of changes below the first team. Well, there's been changes in the first team over the, the last five or six years. You're a regular watcher. Are you optimistic about the, the young lads coming through? Yeah, I am, because you can, you can see the, 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 uh, the path now as well. Especially starting with Keenan McKenna. And obviously, uh, Neil Woods picked it up. And you can see, then, you know, Neil Bailey's there with the under-18s. There, there is a path, and you can see the, the growth. And, and hopefully, we'll have a good crack at the youth cup this year for once. It's been a long time coming, hasn't it? 2011? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably the last time Sheffield United. Yeah. Wow. So, given that Manchester United bring all these players through, they should yeah. be doing more. Yeah. Prediction for today? I'd, I'd say 2 1 win. I, I, I can see a draw here, but you never know. It might surprise us. But because they'll they start the season, they'll be on top. They had a good win, didn't they, at Brighton? We've just got a you know, bit of confidence. But uh, yeah, I think we'll, I, I can see it's definitely drawing the two-one win. It's a big game, isn't it? It's a huge game. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone listening no. to this will know what will have gone, have gone on. Um, take care, Simon. Cheers, Andy. Well, that's another game which feels like a defeat. I spoke to Juan Mata and he described it as a painful draw, and he was pretty despondent. There was no spin on that, and after four games, United have won one which isn't good enough. You can talk about missed chances and missed penalties or saved penalties, but they've won one out of four games and that is just not, not good enough for Manchester United. And Matter knows that, Matter said that. I weighed outside the ground and I spoke to several of the players and I saw similar to other different people and just gauged the mood among Alex Ferguson was there, Ed Woodward was there, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer was there. They all went to, uh, well, Oli and Sir Alex went to have pictures taken with some of the fans who were waiting outside. But United played well in the first half. They took the lead. Great goal from Dan James. Decent away end as it always is at Southampton with that big following. And then once again went to sleep. Uh, Harry Maguire has just said that they need to be more arrogant. Matt has just told me that they need to be more ruthless. And they do, it's obvious. Um, you start to wonder where the goals are coming from in this team. Um, Marcus Rashford's a very good player, but he needs to score goals in football matches. You're going to play up front, you need to do that. Jesse Lingard was dropped 
probably because he's not been assisting or scoring goals if you play in a forward position. That's one of the prerequisites of what you're supposed to do. And so you've got seven points dropped. We're still in August. The last time United won a, an away match was in Paris on March the 6th. I think they've now gone... They've won the first nine away under Solskjaer. I think today was the 11th without a win. And that's another damning statistic. And there are many which indicate that this isn't good enough for, for Manchester United. I'm trying to get to Southampton Central train station here if I sound distracted. It's because I'm not entirely sure where I'm supposed to be going to. And I'm getting a train into London. And I'm flying to Rome to see Roma Lazio. Got a meeting at 1.30 in the morning with Lazio's ultras at an address to be confirmed by them. They organise these amazing choreographed displays and it's a particularly sensitive time for them at the moment. And they're about to play Roma, who've just signed Chris Smalling. So hopefully I will see Chris Smalling in the Italian capital as well. Been on the road for four days, five days, four days. It's gone to different games. Uh, train station that way, mate? Oh, yeah, just straight down there. Down there, and it's yeah. on the right. Thank yeah, you. The Southampton fans that I spoke to, not him, who I just asked for directions to the train station, uh, they were happy in the end with the, the one or draw because they were down to 10 men. But the goal which United conceded was a horrible goal to concede. When you watch a central defender being outjumped so easily, as Victor Lindelof was, it doesn't throw you with confidence. Same with uh, the fact that Lindelof made a mistake last week. And I thought that we were going to stop seeing the defence so leaky. And you can apply another statistic to the defence. I think it's now... They've kept one clean sheet in the last 18 games. Again, not good enough, is it? This is a form of a, a mid-table team at best. And somebody just said to me, do you think he'll get time? Do they think... Do I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer will get time? I think everybody loves the idea of him getting time, but he's also got to get results. And he's got some very good players at his disposal and he's got to get them winning football matches. The two players I think fans worried about leaving, Pogba and De Gea, they're going to stay. don't think they've seen any evidence of protests against the players who've been allowed to go. So you can cast a positive vote for letting them move on. Coaches feel that some of them weren't particularly a, neg a positive influence in the, in the dressing room. And that's all fine, but you've still got to win the matches. And United created far more chances than against Southampton today. A poor Southampton team. This isn't Liverpool or City. This is a Southampton team who, to my knowledge, didn't have a shot on target until they equalised as well into the second half. Southampton were without the best player, Nathan Redmond. They looked short of confidence in front of goal. And they were delighted with their draw at 
against Manchester United. We now go into two weeks. It's going to be a long two weeks, this. Left the international break. Some of the players just got into the cars and got lifted to the airport. I just spoke to Nemanja Matic and he's flying direct to Belgrade from London because uh, Serbia are playing Portugal, I think he said. And Oli now can't work with his players. And yet it looks really encouraging in the first half. Not the first five minutes, but then United really found space down the left-hand side. Juan Mata played excellent in the first half. Dan James scored his third, third goal in four games. Really good shot again. And he was giving real problems to Cedric. I think it was Cedric. He doesn't normally play for Southampton. They played a, a 4-2-2-2. It just wasn't working for him. United were really exploiting it. And then go to sleep again. Get these patches. And I don't know whether this is what happens when a team comes together or when you've got a lot of inexperience or when you've got a lot of youth. But they're having spells in games where it's like they flick a switch and they go from being the dominant team to being easily the inferior team. We've seen it in every game, even the first half against Chelsea. It's nerve-wracking to watch. And then third, good, really good in the first half at Wolves. And they, did, they switched off in the second. Or the, the opposing team tactically changed what they were doing. And it worked, and it didn't work for Manchester United. And then Palace, all that domination, all them chances, but still lost the game. You can't really excuse the team when they start losing matches. And your team is called Manchester United, and you're losing at home to Crystal Palace. It's rained since I left the ground. Hello, you all right? You come from okay. Barcelona straight to here, did y'all? Came from Glasgow. Oh, did y'all? And I'm uh, shitting it. Yeah, I'm doing the podcast now. Go on, what did you think? You're on. We're fucking shit. <laughs> We're fucking shit. Mate, honestly, from? why is Greenwood not starting? I don't know. He needs to be starting. Right, what else would you do? Where do I begin? Right. I don't know where to, I don't know where to be, begin. So, obviously, Rashford has got no left foot. Yeah. Two chances. Yeah. Second half, we should have scored. Yeah. How many times did fucking... Um, sorry for swearing on the podcast. It's all right. How many times did James swing the ball across the box? Lots. And no one's at the end. And no one's in the box. No. I'm telling you now, I know we've got Lukaku and Sanchez. One of the two would have been in the middle yeah. and tapping. That's a tapping. Yeah. you got to be. You gotta be no Where are you from? Hertfordshire. You go to the games? Go to all the games, mate. Yeah, home and away. Home and away. And you're going back now? Going to back London now. And back then to London. And then North. Are these all your mates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and where are they all from? They're from Manny, someone from London. Manny, is that what you call Manchester? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. One win Wait, in five, five points is good, is it? Five points. No, oh, well, uh, what's the record? It's, I'm sure it's three wins in the last 18 games. It is. That's that's any other manager is getting yeah. sacked. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not, I'm, I would never get. I would never say to get rid of uh, Oli, but oh, no. it's not good enough. No. Take care of yourself. All right. Good to meet you. Take I'm on care. the train. I'm probably right. on the same train as you. <laughs> All right. So that's. Uh, that's an indication in the mood, and I think it's a totally fair comment. Uh, I think this train back to London now is going to be interesting. And onwards to Manny. <laughs> made me laugh at. Don't know why. I'm going to join up now with the lads on the, who are getting the bus back to Manny. They're going to send me a file over to gauge their opinions. 
after, for me, what has been very, very disappointing. And then, you know, after, at half-time, I was thinking, come on, if you would have played 4-1-2, drawn one, lost one, totally different to how it now looks. And this is where we are with Manchester United at the end of August 2019. Before I hand over to the uh, lads on the bus, I've come to Gatwick Airport and I've met a group of seven United fans who've come over from different parts of Ireland. I'll let them tell you about their day so far because I'm knackered, but it's nothing compared to these. What's your name? Where are you from? Ian, from Limerick, Andy. So, how did you get from Limerick to Southampton? We left uh, Limerick last night at half one, bus to Dublin, half six flight. How long does the bus take to Dublin? Three hours. And then into half Dublin, six flight. Into Gatwick. Yeah. Two hour train to Southampton. I got Southampton at 11 this morning. And. Watch the game. Watch the game. Poor result. Now all the way back, but we're going back to Shannon tonight, so. Right. It's on our doorstep pretty much, so Gatwick back to Shannon. Okay, and how much did your return flight cost? 40 quid. That's all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like it was 9.99 back. And wow. Like, yeah. And how often do you get to games? 10, 10, 15 times a season. And European aways? All of them, as much as we can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What That's what we're doing this morning on the, on the way over planning these Europa League trips. Most what? of the boys like, have Belgrade booked and uh, Amsterdam, obviously. Right. Yeah. So, so you, you all live in different parts of Ireland, but you've all got to know each other because you're regular travellers. Yeah, a few lads from Clare here, uh, Limerick. Most less than Eric, Dublin, Wicklow. Yeah. yeah. And do you have a do you have a rival? I know Manchester United are massively supported on the island of Ireland. Has that been diplomatically correct? That do you have rivalry among yourselves when it comes to other sports? Would you take the piss out of lads? Would Dublin lads have a go at Cork lads and stuff like that, or uh, yeah. just light-hearted? They would with the GA and stuff, you know. Yeah. It's pretty much. I'm not into GA myself, but a few of the lads there are big into it, like so. Who's the best GA team at the moment in Ireland? Jeez. Dublin. Dublin, <laughs> right. Come straight back. I, I get a bit of sick if I don't say Limerick, so... Yeah. Limerick won the All-Ireland last year, like, so... Um, when did you last sleep? Um, about four o'clock this morning. <laughs> right, so, on the bus to Dublin? No, you see, I live in Dublin. You lived in Dublin. I, so when did the lads who I'm got I'm from the, Clare, I from, live in Dublin. Right. Thursday night. Thursday night. So how are you feeling? Shattered. Shattered. What did you make of Manchester United today? 30 seconds each, just a little synopsis. Good first half. And first half. Same against Wolves then. First 10, 15 minutes, second half. That's when we were caught. Unadventurous. Lacking a number nine. Great first half. Fell asleep in the second half as usual. The last three games. Well, I was going to say who would you like to see come in, but the transfer window's closed. It's too late, it? it's too late unless... No bringing younger players through. So you think the problem's with a number nine because it created a lot of chances today? I think, I think the problem's in the middle. Right. I think we're struggling in, in, the, in the middle three there, definitely. And just a bit too pedestrianised in the middle of midfield. I mean, when you get the ball, it's kind of like one second too much without before giving it, where it needs to be like a bit slicker in the middle. But even the boys up front aren't on the ball then. When the balls do go, they don't seem to be... Don't seem to be on to um, I know United are massively popular. Dublin's the third city that people listen to this podcast after Manchester and, and London. Um, and I know Liverpool are very popular in Ireland as well. What's it been like for you lads this summer? 
Because I'd imagine the numbers are pretty equal with Liverpool and Manchester United. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is, but it is what it is, you know. It goes in cycles. You follow so your team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know what I mean? Liverpool and City are a million miles ahead of everyone at the moment. So, you, know, you just got to suck it up, you know. It is what it is. You know, they're nowhere near the two. Everyone knows it, you know. They're nowhere near City or Liverpool. I, don't, I honestly think on the field and off the field at the moment, like, you know. Look, sure, look at it. Like, the players Liverpool and City are bringing in compared to, like, I like nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with Harry Maguire or Wan Bissaka. Great signings, but when you, I know everyone wanted Lukaku gone and Sanchez, but you saw, you saw today, man. Like we had nothing like to bring on. You know, he's bringing on Matic. Like uh, greatest ever moment following United, you lads, and it doesn't have to be the obvious ones. Maybe, maybe it was your first trip or a particularly memorable game or my first trip. My first trip, 1993, Eric Cantona hit the post with a bicycle kick. Didn't score, but my first memory of United. Ever since, I'm a fucking red to the die. <laughs> Best moments as you, a United fan? Paris, Paris, Paris. Year, yeah. yeah, brilliant. It was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. Um, the Skulls goal uh, semi-final, 2008, unbelievable. The whole stadium, the whole thing. It even, a... it even tops... Uh, Moscow, it even tops everything. It was just unreal. Just that, that stadium that night was just. That was the best atmosphere. You could, just, you could feel it. so far, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, scored thousand there. Scored thousand there. West Ham away. What year was it? Rooney's hat trick. Two thousand eleven. Rooney, a Rooney hat trick. Losing 2-0 Rooney's got a free kick, a header, and a bicycle kick. Uh, Rio Ferdinand's header against Liverpool in two thousand and. 2005. Hope you have a... Tevez against Blackburn. 2009. <laughs> Unbelievable scenes. We all at Leeds come. We all at Leeds come. This could uh, go on all night. Thank you for your time. I hope you have um, a safe flight back, all of you. And cheers. You, you all listen to the podcast. It was nice getting some, yeah. some right, feedback of you. It's what? <laughs> oh, shit, you're on. Yeah, no problem. Right, take care. Right, over to the lads on the bus. So, um, on the monkey bus here now, coming back from Southampton. Disappointing one all draw for many reasons. Um, I think we're going to get used to these, though, to be quite honest. So, I'm going to chat to a couple of lads. First guy I'm going to talk to, very special guy, because it's his birthday. Um, Jay, tell us what you thought about today, mate. I thought we played OK, but they just... we just not got the players, to be honest, we are. We need a centre-forward that's a centre-forward. Rashford is a striker? No, not a chance. He was awful today. You know, Lukaku's not good enough for us, but he scored two today. Yeah, but what Rashford brings in other parts of the play? Yeah, he brings another part of the play, but we need we need something different up front. James, Wambasaka put them crosses in today. And Van Persie, Van Nistelrooy, even Lukaku scored two today easily. Did you not notice something though that the amount of times that the whole second half, the only out ball we looked for was Van Bissaka? He's a right back, and that was our main out ball. What was that all about? Yeah, to be fair though, I mean you've got to look further back than forwards, haven't you? Than Rashford, midfield's not good enough. That Pereira. I don't see what anybody sees in him. I don't know if there's anybody else out there that sees something, but I don't. I just don't think he's good enough whatsoever. I thought Matt had a, had a good 
good game. Then he brought Matic on. I thought that was a right decision to bring him on for that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, to, re to replace Matic, it was a great substitution. Lingard, you know, he tried. I don't think he's good enough. That's my opinion. But... I actually thought Lingard turned the game a bit. But why did those two shots... I'll never know. The second one, especially after the messing up the first. Yeah, but to be fair, if you don't shoot, you don't score, do you? You know what I mean? If you don't shoot, you don't score. So it's one of them, and it with a shot, he's gone in the top corner, all going man saying, great, what a goal. But anyway, we're on the bus. We're not here for football talk. What are you doing for your birthday? Sat on the bus with you lot, then getting pissed after. What, what more do you want? Eh? The miss is taking you anywhere. She's checking me out tomorrow for some because she knows today's football day, you know what I mean? So where are you going? Anywhere nice, you know? Uh, I think she's checking me for a tap pass in Ashton, you know what I mean? You're so coronel, Jay. Anyway, Euro draws happen. Are you doing any of them? I'm doing out my that's it. You know. Are you there? Uh I've not decided yet. It's either ferry, Euro star a plane, you know, that, that narrows it down, doesn't it? But it's like a John Candy film, this. I, I fancied a, I fancied a ferry, you know. 14 hours on the piss. Nice, nice. Well, see. David, here he is. The oh, nuisance. Right, here we go. What do you think about today, mate? Um, I don't know, really. There's, there's, there's that feeling of almost indifference and acceptance that we're just... We're going to have to ride the, ride the wave, if you know what I mean, because... It is what we got to get to, to do the job, because uh, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't think he's... He got... He got tactically outclassed in the second half, and that's that's what that's what ended up leading to them equalising. But then again, then again, there was a lack of quality and also a bit of an attitude problem when it comes to a few players as well. So, who, who are we calling out here? I thought I thought Rashford was particularly poor. There was a few passes where, where when he when he passed it on, he ended up ended up waving his arms around. Uh, same 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 with same with Pogba. It's the, it's the same old stuff, but the team. The team, I know they try and they might not be good enough, but I think the one thing that Solskjaer did quite well is he's made he's made United players a little bit more likable, which which is the, which is the least which is the least we can we can expect from these type of players because at the end of the day he's gotten rid of a lot of shit. That Dan James is a bit of a player, it looks like, isn't it? Oh, fantastic! Yeah, absolutely brilliant. His goal is very good. I still I still think he's got. He's got some learning to do in terms of some of the aspects of his game, and the, there is that risk that we might co coach that directness out of him. But at the at the minute, he's he's the he's the shining light in what's what lo looks to be a fairly forgettable season, aside from the Europa League trips. So nice one, Dave. Are you doing any of them? Uh, yeah, I'm doing all three. So all I'll, three. I'll, yeah, I'll be we'll be booking a stand. Yeah, you're doing some random things like going Ibiza and oh, like everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well. I've got I've got a bit of a mad week coming up in September, which might end might, might end end up with me be, being in uh, Blakely Creme at the end of it. But we'll get to that on another time. Well, let's hope not. Cheers, Dave. Right, try and uh, talk over the Cortinas. I'm coming to um, Andy Drysdale. So Umberto's <laughs> gardener, mate. What do you think about today? What the football? Well, we can cause a trip in a bit in football, yeah. Um, I wasn't impressed at all. I've not been really all season. Chelsea won, but I thought they kind of flattered City. Steve Chelsea was a lot better than the results suggested. And since then, although they've dominated parts of each game since, 
they've definitely not done enough to win and they just don't score enough goals to win games where are the goals going to come from mate well you're hoping that the lad up front Rashford will, will start banjoing one or two in aren't you put a union bag to quote one of our mates that's the one yeah big Ron Wood there um, <laughs> wasn't it in like um, mud or something who Roddy Wood Roddy Wood <laughs> You've lost me now, eh? Fucking Rolling Stones bloke, on it? Oh, I, I see. <laughs> oh, I don't know where I went there. Anyway, um, so European draw done. What are you doing? I'm going to Belgrade with a few lads. I think that'll be the best trip of the three. Um, so I was all over that one. Kazakhstan, fair play to anyone going there, you know what I mean? It's it's, it's, it's a long trip and it's, it's, it's commitment, that, you know what I mean? Holland have been a few times so far. Belgrade, yeah. I mean, I might still jump on Holland, yeah. I'm... Open-minded, but but I'm definitely on Belgrade, yeah. Uh, you just got someone very excited over the corner there. I know, yeah, he's been mithering me all day. Come to Walkmar, come to Walkmar, you know what I mean? But I don't know, yeah, I'll have to wait and see. Nice one. Right, so I'm going, we'll go and talk to the um, latest United with Stan Seller. Um, Simon Wood, thoughts on today? Um, wow, uh not the best day really was it in terms of result uh, mind you it took a draw on the way down here to be honest um, you would have taken another draw I would have done on the way down here yeah I thought we were I thought the first 10 minutes we started shocking but we grew into the we grew into the game and a great finish by Dan James I think if we had a world class centre forward it would have been a 3 or 4 one up, up or a centre forward that you know willing to put the body on the line for the team which uh, Marcus Rashford clearly wasn't today I think we'd have won that. So what do you think about Rashford? Do you think he's a centre-forward or... Where, where's your head at with him? I don't even think he knows what kind of player he wants to be. I think probably coming, for, coming in from the left... I think probably coming in from the left-hand side because I think Anthony, Anthony Martial's the, they're the main forward we've got. The one I'd, I'd, I'd say is a centre-forward. Um, I think Marcus... Well, I think it just shows the issue we've got and what we're playing after Paul with is that Martial's injured... This shows how threadbare the squad is. Well, one thing I wanted in summer was for him to clear the decks, and he and he's doing that. You know, the only issue is like you've got, he's not, he's not replaced what he's cleared out. I think that's my issue. I don't mind him getting rid of players, but like as such, but it's the fact that no one's coming in. You got to bear in mind as well. Um, we've we also lost Herrera and Fellaini. They didn't get replaced. Yeah, I just. I see, like, last time coming in in January, it might be a godsend. Do you really think he's coming? I'd have him back, just for the morale. Over Lorente? Oh, he's gone to uh, Lazio, hasn't he? That's why he can't have him over Lorente. Uh, he can't have him. Uh, I'd have him last time back tomorrow, yeah, 100%. 100%, 100% have him back tomorrow. For the whole of the, for the team, the fans, the morale around the club, it'd be brilliant if he come back. Fantastic. So anyway, the good thing about the good thing about Southampton away at half twelve is we're probably going to be in town quite early. Billy, what are your thoughts on what we're going to end up doing? Uh, go town for an hour, then we'll go home. Um, I don't know. I'm not going home because my nephew's there and I can't be asked if I'm being blatantly honest. But we'll go town, take it from there. See what happens, yeah. Why am I talking to this thing right now? Right, so. Um, that's the view for the lads on the bus. I think everyone's quite disappointed, really, but I think looking at the guy who's in the woolly hat, who's loving this right now, 
I think everyone's just resigned to this, and I think we know that this is the way we're going to go forward. And Andy Drysdale is now on a gym. I've just found a premium pink gin and tonic in my bag. So what are you drinking now, then? I'm drinking pink gin and tonic. It's been, well, it's been that kind of day. You see, people don't see this about the away fans, do they? They don't realise what we go through. Exactly. You know what I mean? Finding a gin and tonic in your bag two hours from home. Christopher Biggins just said how camp that drink is. Um, and we're going to leave it now with Ben Byers. I can't imagine where this is going to go. One thing I'll say is, we don't go for the football, we go because of it. Perfect way to end.